I said this last night, and I think it's really important to mention or, or to say in this context. And it's this, that uh, prosperity is God's idea for your life. It is the will of God for uh, you to have not only enough for yourself, but more than enough for every good work. It is eventually his will, this is the will of God, to, for you to live completely debt-free without a mortgage, without a credit card debt, without any student loan debt, without any Medicare debt. And, and that might sound real out there for some of you, but you can start where you're at. And how do we know prosperity is God's idea? We know that prosperity is God's idea because, and, and we, we, we also know this, it's important to note this, prosperity is an inside job. It's not an external thing. It comes from the inside. In Genesis 1, God blessed man. What was he doing? He was, he, it was actually God himself going, all that I am, I release to you to be everything that I am in the earth. And one of the definitions of, of, of the blessing was an empowerment to prosper. And so he, he releases this blessing to, that empowers Adam to prosper, to live well, to live in abundance, to have every need met by God. And then we know there's <laughs> this little shift in the earth that takes place. And this shift that takes place is this, uh, uh, you know, Adam and Eve uh, make make the wrong alignment so they're corrupted the earth is corrupted but it's really interesting even in the in the even in the old covenant what does he do he starts again with one man called abram of the chaldeans later calls him abraham and the first thing he does again he blesses him there is only one blessing in the, in the bible and it rolls through the whole of scripture he blesses them and he tells them let's read this in genesis the 12th chapter He blesses them, and the Lord God said to Abraham, get out of your country from your family, from your father's house to the land that I will show you, and I will make you a great nation. Notice that what he does, there's a, there's a pattern in, in, the old, uh, in the Old Testament that is very applicable many times, but he starts with the man in Adam, and then, he's, then when he's like making covenant with people to, uh, to show forth who he is in the earth, he starts with the man, and again, he says, I will bless you. Again, so he says, I'm going to give you an empowerment to prosper and I will make your name great. I will make your name great. God actually wants to make your name great. And you shall, and here it is, you shall be a blessing. So the purpose of understanding that God wants to empower you to prosper is, first of all, that you take authority over your life, you take authority, especially over finances. And part of the reason this is so important is because uh, if, you, if you cannot trust God with mammon, you will not trust him with your life. If you will not, tr if you will not, tr tr if God, if you will not trust God in the area of mammon, you will not trust him with your life. Very next chapter, Genesis 13, verse 2, and Abraham was very rich in livestock and silver and gold. So you see what the blessing produced for him. It produced something that was tangible, that could be represented. That is not the goal, but the goal is when you understand the blessing, you understand that stuff is not a big deal. Like you are not putting God out when you ask him for stuff. 
I mean, you're getting a mansion in heaven. It's not like, uh, listen, we built too many, like it's, we're overflowing, we've got a zoning order, and it's like, you're just going to have to get like a, a duplex now, you know, because that's how he thinks about you. So the, the, the purpose of the blessing is to steward the earth like him. And that blessing, the, 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 the beautiful thing about the blessing is that blessing has been given to you to work in every situation. Yeah, I hear sometimes, I, I, I listen less and less because I'm not really mature enough to handle it all. And I, I, I got, I'm working on some things with God of learning to think right. But they're like, you know, inflation, 7.5%. Well, no, duh. You keep printing money, you're going to have inflation. You know? <laughs> I don't know why that happened, you know. <laughs> You know, there's actually a, an economic theory that you just keep printing money and it'll just work. I don't go to an, I never went to an Ivy League school, but I can tell you that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> but that blessing has been created to work in your life in any circumstance, in any situation. And then in Deuteronomy 28, he spells out what obedience to his word, what that blessing produces. In Proverbs, he said, the blessing of the Lord, what? Makes one rich and adds no toil. What is one of the common uh, values of this world system? People toiling. How am I going to make it? Man, I'm not making enough money at my job. Now, here's an encouraging point for you. The job that you are in was never meant to provide everything you ever needed. One of the things I trust God, and I'm very blessed that you know, I have a salary for my ministry, but I always say, thank you, Lord, that they have chosen to do this, but this will not be my income this year. And he always does it. Why? Because I want to try God. I said, if the Bible really works, this is not going to be my only income. And he actually takes pleasure in prospering you. Psalm 35, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. I said to God many times, I want you to receive pleasure in me. So thank you for prospering me. But the goal is that that prosperity would touch everything in the world around you. And God himself connects your prosperity with the lifestyle of giving that you choose. Say that again, it's really important. God himself connects your prosperity with the lifestyle of giving that you choose. You do not give to, there's a, there's a divine tension in this, because you don't give to, uh, to get a blessing, you give because you understand the blessing. But when you give like God tells you to give, you're going to be blessed. One of the things that, because giving is an act of worship. Giving, often, what he, so we're in this process, right, of learning to cooperate with his system and his world and all these things. And so uh, he starts with that 10% that thing. And that gets people mad, but it's just right. Like, do you tithe? Sometimes. That means no. 
I don't, I don't think. I have a very big thing coming up in my life in August. It's called marriage. When I get married in August, I'm not going to be partially married. Are you, I'm sort of getting married today. No, you're getting married. If I'm sort of getting married, I need lots of counseling. Do you work out? Sort of. So you got sort of working out results. <laughs> what tithing does to a local community, first of all, it actually probably, you can see, you, this building's not free, lights are free, material's not free, all that stuff. That, that's that's, that's low-level stuff, though. But what tithing does is saying, God, I believe that you are my source of all things. My job is not my source. My employer is not my source. If the economy shifts, if, that, if they never send me another stimulus check, Lord Jesus. <laughs> you are my source. And so what you say in any situation, you go, you don't wait till the end. This is my first. I'm giving this to you. And I'm trusting you as my source that you're going you're gonna to more than adequately provide. And so what often that does is we, as we practice this, it breaks us free from, okay, I got this amount, you know, I can pay this bill and it's going to work. He wants to break you free from that thing. Tied up in numbers and all that. I'm not saying it's not important. I'm not saying to write a faith check tonight. But he wants to break that mammon thing off of you. So every time you give your tithe, and who, who, you're giving it to maybe Father's house, wherever, hopefully you do it, but what you're doing is you're actually, and this is in any place of giving it, you're actually giving it to your high priest Jesus. And it is a thing of substance that he takes from your hand that unlocks something in the realm of the spirit that it moves in every part of your life. Malachi 3, here it is. Will a man rob God, yet you, yet you have robbed me, but you say, in what way have you robbed me? In tithes and offerings. This is a very interesting group of scriptures. Because how many of you realize you never can rob God? Like, it's not like, not like you give, you know, whatever you give, you know, tithe. It's like, man, God's not going to have enough because you didn't give enough. You're not robbing God. Here's, here's how this works. He has wanted to be your source of all things from the beginning of time. I'll give you an example when, um, by the way, I take my time doing this because um, I find that most people, many people, if just the data's right, this is not prophetic, are not doing well financially. They're in the hole, they got debtors calling, all that, all that bad stuff that's not, not any fun, puts a lot of pressure on you. And so these are things that we need to teach. And part of the reason a lot of leaders don't teach on this because they, they, they feel this shame, guilt thing stuff. Oh, I don't want the people to think I'm after their money, all this stuff. And, you know, they, 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 so, so they shy away from actually teaching people the truth that could set them free. And the other thing is a lot of them don't even practice themselves, so they're bound too. And so how can you help, pe how can you help people in something that you're bound in? But that's a different story. <laughs> it gets quiet with that one. <laughs> not you, the, the other leader. Yeah, not you. <laughs> so <laughs> but... I, I finished an undergraduate degree. I, I, I was blessed, had a, had a, a partial wrestling scholarship, and uh, um, uh, my parents graciously agreed to pay for the rest of it. I remember my, my dad uh, dropped me off 
in uh, uh, first day of college. He goes, I've looked at your degree plan. It's four years. Should you choose to stay after four years, you'll be paying the rest. Yes, sir. You know, <laughs> so had this scholarship covered, uh, yeah, I think, half of it or whatever, not that much, maybe 30%. And uh, so I finish, and I feel like I'm supposed to gra go to graduate school. I'm on graduation day, and, and my parents come up to me, and they say, uh, and, and this is any area, but this is particularly this area. They go, congratulations, we're very proud of you. We would like to pay for your graduate school. And he goes, that's what I'm like. I have provision for everything I have called you to do. Yet, you could have said no and gone, no, I got it. You might have made it and worked two or three jobs and toiled, but your father and mother had set aside already everything you had ever needed. So really, this is an issue of trust. So if you're challenged in that area, I encourage you, no shame, no blame, been there. Listen, this is something I've lived now for many, many years. And all these things, I, I remember, I was thinking tonight about this, just, man, all these different places and experiences I had in this area. I remember there was one place, and like I knew, you know, we had some stuff coming up that week that had to get paid and stuff in the ministry. And, you know, I go to one service, and they give me this, there's more love than offering, you know. And so uh, I'm going, well, that's... Uh, that's not going to work for all the expenses we got this week. And I go in the next meeting, God said, give everything. And you know what? It really wasn't that hard because that wasn't going to pay the bill. So I might as well take that seed. <laughs> you know, is there a little panic at the book? What am I saying? He's always asking, what's in your hand? Can you imagine the headlines in America over that one? Elijah asked widow about to die for an offering. Wasn't a bad TBN evangelist who asked her. It was a prophet of the Lord. That's cruel. That's mean. It wasn't mean. He was trying to teach her about how you can break through and live beyond that. So how do you rob God? You don't rob him in a sense like we think rob. You rob him of the ability to be your provider when you can't align in this area. Bring all the tithe into the storehouse. All. <laughs> Sometimes people mess up this because they're like, well, you know, Sister Jackie's got this issue, so I'm going to give 5% of my... Uh -uh -uh! Uh -uh -uh! No. You don't get to choose what you do with that thing. You do get to choose where you sow your seed. That there may what? Be food in my house. And try me in this now, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven. See, this is, not a, this is beyond even, I, I believe some of the things that God has revealed to me has been given to me uh, that, that nothing to do financially, but they have to do simply because of my posture. It opens up ideas, insights, and understanding that I would not have had without this posture. And I'll pour out, I'd open for you the windows of heaven and pour out to you a blessing. There is not, there will be not room enough to receive. I always, I always, I always meditate on that last part because I thought, room enough to receive. Usually when we break through, you always have something else you want us to do with it. And they thought, no, no, no. What this means is, at every turn, there will be this continual flow 
supernatural flow in every season of the windows of heaven open over everything that you touch. And we'll talk more tonight, but part of uh, what we're, the, 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 the sense that I got of my assignment here, mature believers learn to grow in this area because, and it's not a matter of going to heaven or hell. You'll just realize that you worked a lot harder on this earth than you needed to. <laughs> but here's the other thing is, your ability to trust God in this area is actually supposed to bring deliverance to other people. And your inability to trust God in this area will actually cause a deficit in people you're supposed to meet. There are many things that we've done as a ministry because God told us to do it. And it was because we had learned to trust God with the resources to do it and not charge or not do anything and just go because we had an assignment to go and be a blessing to people. If you make choices simply on having enough money, you will always be limited in what you're able to do for the kingdom of God. Some people are called to do different things. I would never, in a sense, say you should do this because I'm doing it. But there's a very interesting thing that happened in the last year. I find it fascinating. There was this crisis in Afghanistan. And uh, from what we understood, the U.S. government wasn't really helping getting people out. But there was a man in America with a plane that had been paid for by God himself who sent his plane over there. And a lot of people cry, why does he need a jet? Why does he need a jet? This man doesn't need a jet. Well, apparently, there was going to come a time where only a man of God could send his plane over to rescue people. So your ability to break through, what does prosperity mean to me? Prosperity means feeding people. Prosperity means during COVID, people who couldn't leave their homes sending what they needed. Prosperity means to me the ability to do what people cannot do for themselves. God bless you. There's a God who loves you. So you be real careful of what you criticize other people because you don't know the breakthrough they'll need for people that need the deliverance that they have because of the tools that God has given them. Just ask, we got lots of things we want to do. And so you don't have to believe anything I said, but it works. No, really, it's in the Bible, it works. I can tell you personally, God has done what I've never thought he would do in my life. Now I'm going to, some things I've had to believe even greater than this. And I've had some investments in my life that have produced some things and God gave them to me. But I've never had the return that I had when I sow my seed into the kingdom of God. And don't let this thing come upon you. Put God at his word. Well, you know, I'm just sowing. I tell God every day. 
Because <laughs> he asked me to do stuff. I said, well, it's your bill. But I've given my seed. Now I expect to return. I am as aggressive a giver as I am a harvester. Devil, get the hands off my money, and I call in the return on every seed I've sown. I believe, Mark the 10th chapter, no one who has left mothers, brothers, sisters for the sake of the kingdom in this life will receive a hundredfold return. Houses, lands. He said more than one house. I don't, I'm not really into certain things, but I am into really being a blessing to people. You should be too. Don't expect Let me say it like this. Some people expect God to do things for them that they don't want to do for God. I think I checked the other day. The average mortgage in, Amer- in North Carolina was like 1200 bucks. If God asked somebody to give $1,000, <laughs> but they want God to pay their mortgage every month. Have some giving goals and break through all. Not to put shame or guilt or if you think I, I'm trying to manipulate to give. I'm telling you what the Bible says about this area. And I'm telling you the greatest adventure you can ever go on is with God in this area. It's so much fun. And you will never be without anything. There's a way you can give. If you need an envelope, just lift up your hand. Somebody give you can give uh, online, text to give cash, credit cards, if you're making out a check. Please, please, if you fill out one of these envelopes and give by credit card, please write legibly, we love tongues, we do not want to interpret what you wrote. (laughs) And we're going to pray over your seed. Thank you in advance, and we'll pray over your seat in a minute, but thank you in advance for what the Lord's told you to do. Pray every day over our partners, over people who sow, that everything that seed was supposed to produce, it will produce. Thanks always. You've always been very generous when I've come here, so thank you. There'll be testimonies that come out of tonight by the seed that you sow here tonight. There will be. You ready to give? Just lift your seed in the air. Father, we just thank you according to your word as your people have obeyed you. I just come into agreement with the seed that they're sowing. And we thank you, Jesus, that you are our high priest and that we give this to you tonight. We give it as an act of worship. Father, I pray, and hear me this, it's not about the amount, it's about what God has asked you to do tonight. I pray and I come into agreement with the breakthrough people need. Lord, let faith arise in this area for your people. Faith that they're your provider. Faith that the windows of heaven could be opened. Faith that the blessing of God works. Father, I declare over every person in this room who desires to be this, make them a resource house for the kingdom of God. Make them givers of 1,000, 10,000, 15, 20, 50, 100,000, 500,000, 
a million dollars. Lord, give them the faith to believe you to put that in that hand in their hands. And then, Lord, would you prove yourself beyond faithful in their life? Would you pay off homes, mortgages, hospital bills, everything, God, things that they think are so far out of reach? Would you do the impossible in this area in their life? In Jesus' name, amen, amen.